0: We're ready
1: Test Okay,
0: I'm ready He's ready I'm ready Let's do it We're ready (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone Hey Welcome to Hello and Ado It's our live episode And guess what? (laughs) It's a party popper in case nobody saw any of that Yeah, because it's a
1: party Also, I'm sure the the recorder is really happy about that
0: (laughs) sound in there (laughs) It's fine. So we are very excited to do Hello and do because I live in Chicago. Mathis right. lives in L.A. So right now I'm in L.A. And so we're doing it live. Yeah. And we've never done this before. We haven't. No. Um, live's the new thing.
1: Yeah. Live's the new thing. So we got to try it out. We're so going to try it, it we out. Are.
0: Uh, um, let's just talk about what we've, do- what we've done so far because we've yeah, done quite yeah, a totally.
1: bit. Yeah, um, you're so, in town for Thanksgiving
0: Yeah, Friendsgiving so Friendsgiving We did, I came on Wednesday And so the first thing we really did Was we saw Loving, right? We oh, did,
1: yeah I was like, what did we do? Yeah, we yeah. saw Loving
0: Did we go out to dinner?
1: Uh, Nope <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> we both did not want to eat We both started this <laughs> this uh, celebration of Friendsgiving pretty damn sick Yeah You can still I, hear it in my voice a little bit
0: You can't hear mine because I was throwing up. (laughs) But yeah, I was sick like Sunday, Monday. Yeah. And then I was fine Tuesday, Wednesday. I felt sick
1: after we recorded our last week's episode. We both, yeah, we both did actually. We both went immediately (laughs) sick. They say um, that happens a lot when you wrap a film. You just go like, (laughs) yeah,
0: same with me. You know, when you wrap a film and then you just like vomit for. No, you're allowed
1: to get sick. You're allowed to get sick for any reason that you want to get <laughs> sick. Stop. It's not the same.
0: So anyway, so then we saw Loving. Mathis is great at explaining it. He explained it to like six people on the way there.
1: Yeah, nobody knows what the movie is no. until you tell them that it is the famous interracial marriage in 1958. And then they always go, oh,
0: oh right. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Remember, like, like, yeah. You have it.
1: John has a theory on that.
0: Yeah, especially because we did Uber. We Ubered to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And there's a carpool Uber here. Like we don't have that where I am.
1: So you sound so weird saying that. I know uh, that it's it's not weird, but
0: we don't have that. Or maybe we do and I just don't know how to use it. But anyway, so you can you can carpool with people to make your fare cheaper. And so the girl right. that was in the backseat with me, we were saying we went to go see Loving and I was like, Mathis, you explain it <laughs> and he did and she was like, Oh, yeah And the I, Uber driver went, Oh as well Right. I I've I've definitely heard of that and I was like, You have not heard of that Um, should I say my theory on it? Yeah, yeah, you should. So my theory is, I think that people, when they hear about, oh, hey Sam, um, when they hear that, you know, it's a thing about race, what they want to do is they really want to act like they know what it is so they don't seem racist. And I know that's what I would do. And so, that's my theory on it. Yeah.
1: Sort of like in... Uh, In fear of becoming insensitive by not knowing what the big new movie is about interracial marriage, people are like, yeah, I know what we're talking about.
0: It's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Anyways, back to the Uber ride. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we went to a really cool theater, and Mathis told me about it, um, so I was happy we went. You want to explain the theater?
1: Yeah, um I don't think anybody outside of LA has probably heard of it maybe, but it's it's called the ArcLight Cinemas. It's like um just a west coastal thing, but it's it's basically like the perfect place if you're like a a cinema snob in a sense because it's uh <laughs> it's like the tickets are a little bit higher priced and it's kind of nice because it keeps only people who really want to go to that type of a theater there. That yeah. doesn't sound bad, right? No. Yeah. Um, but it's like wall to wall liquor license. So you can like, there's a bar in there and you can like drink while you're watching movies. Obviously not like a college binger or anything, but you know, well, <laughs> if you enjoy a glass of wine with your movies, yeah, which, which I tend to do. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things about it that I can't remember now. The customer service is like on another well, level. They have like, the costumes it's insane from the movies. Yeah. They have the movie props, movie costumes like there. And they're sort of, like, scattered throughout all of L.A. But it's, like, my favorite theater here. So whenever he visited, I was like, yeah, you have to come because yeah. it's it's really cool. Uh, and plus they play, I mean, obviously, because it's a little more, like, cinema snobby. But they play things like Loving, which I knew you weren't going to be able to see in Chicago, probably. Because it's, um, it's a smaller movie. Same with um, Midnight Special, Jeff Nichols, the writer and director's last movie. It just didn't, like go anywhere which no. is really frustrating because it's a it's a solid movie and i was telling john it's one of those movies that you you should show in like history classes in high school because it's so true to life and it's like one of it's like the case of what is it loving versus virginia mm-hmm. and it's like this huge case that got taken to the supreme court and overruled the, the idea in law that God's law was against interracial marriage. Like there's a reason why um, white people are put on one continent and black people put on another continent. God didn't want them to mix with each other. So it's like this really old idea that these people in the movie are like trying to fight to overthrow. like that's not something that should exist anymore um so it's like this really it's this really huge moment in american history and i mean i didn't know the story you didn't know the story Mm -mm. there was a a behind the scenes feature at the end of the movie and the director like i mentioned before jeff nichols he didn't know the story and it's it's an injustice not to know the story so it's awesome that it's a movie now and i think
0: that everybody should try to check it out yeah yeah agreed (laughs) So then that was Wednesday. Oh, we went to In-N-Out on Wednesday night. We
1: went to In-N-Out. Yeah. What do you think? I loved it.
0: He In-N-Out's it. like specifically West Coast and I remember whenever I would watch the Oscars, everyone after would be like, "We're going to In-N-Out." It's like That where, is true. It's like yeah. where everyone goes. It's like the place to be. It's like a glorified Steak and Shake. That's what I thought of when I went in.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people <clears throat> say that Steak and Shake is like the the mid west version of in and out it's not it's not no it's It's really not they're very
0: different in and out you get like this huge burger for for like three dollars yeah it's magnificent it was pretty good
1: yeah it's all about the it's it's about the proportion like how good the burger portion is. size no not portion <laughs> size how good the burger is for how cheap it is that's yeah. what I. that's what i tell people yeah but yeah that was awesome and then
0: thanksgiving Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> like Wait, what happened on Wednesday?
1: <laughs> no, I was thinking of what happened after Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Thursday. And then Thanksgiving, and <laughs> we threw a get-together at my place, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. We both –
0: everyone gets a food coma on Thanksgiving, yeah. but this was unreal. It was bad because since I was sick, since I had the flu, like, food just still doesn't digest with me. I don't know why. So I literally was just, like, in a comatose state all night, mm-hmm. like six hours. I was just like, I can't move. I'm dead. I'm dead. We both ate like a like you
1: know like a plate of food and like a, a normal plate. plate. <laughs> plate a normal a normal plate of food and we were both down for the count. It was yeah. so weird. And
0: we even like went walking. We tried everything. <laughs> I didn't even finish my pie. I didn't eat pie. You see what we mean? <laughs> you see what we mean? That was Thursday. Hopefully you guys yep. had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, definitely. i'm not um i've talked about this on the the podcast before but i'm not really big on holidays so i'm trying to get over that and try to like appreciate thanksgiving and christmas for what it is but it's just somehow it's weird to me i don't know
0: why it's okay uh we accept you
1: but then the next day Uh, oh yeah yesterday Yesterday. Yesterday. friday friday yeah friday yeah (laughs) We went to Universal Studios because John didn't know that there was a Wizarding World of Harry Potter in LA, and
0: he was like, "Yes, yeah." Mathis asked if I wanted to go, and I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah." So we went, and it was a, it was really cool. It was it was a
1: lot of fun. Um, I Har- hadn't been yet.
0: Yeah, the Harry Potter world is really really cool, and I'm going again to the Orlando one in February, and so I'm excited to kind of see it more in depth because we went a little later in the day. But really, that was quite enough time. Um, But what was fun was the Harry Potter ride that's there. I think it's called, what, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey or whatever? Something like that. Um, So it was was such a good ride. Yeah, it was like it was a hundred minute wait. And so we were debating whether or not to do it or not. But then we got in line and we waited like hundred minutes. (laughs) (laughs) um, The ride's really cool. So what it is, is like you sit on this it's like a couch it's not a couch but you know you're sitting four people um horizontally with each Mm -hmm. other and then the thing moves and then you go through like this virtual reality 3d thing and then it mixes with also you know these live like built sets
1: with physical um effects or (coughs) yeah special effects
0: and it was really cool and like right at the end like you're going through this journey and you're like fighting dragons (laughs) And then Harry's like, let's go back to the Great Hall. And he starts going. And then the ride just shuts down. And we're just like sitting. Like, we're just hanging <laughs> propelled, there. Propelled like forward. We're like, yeah, we're like oh eh. my. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was very anticlimactic. But then we got to go again. And we were like, uh, yeah. Worth it. So we went again. And it was great. Yeah. It was really fun. <clears throat> and then pretty much all the rides there are pretty solid. But then we went on um, yeah. the The Mummy, which was actually not the greatest one. But it's fun, though. It, it was fun. But then we went to Jurassic Park, <laughs> which was awesome. It was fun. But <laughs> no one knew if it was a water ride because it's called like Jurassic Park, like water adventure or something. And so pretty much as we were walking into line, there was at least I feel like five people that were trying to find people that worked there to ask whether or not you got wet.
1: Even the people we were sitting next to, they were like, how wet do you get on this ride?
0: And it was very confusing because, like, the seat was kind of wet. Our lap bar was kind of wet. But the floor wasn't wet. And so we didn't know.
1: It makes sense after you do the ride. It does. You're like, Thankfully, you don't get too wet because I did not want to get
0: wet. Yeah.
1: It was, like, a little brisk outside. So if we were wet, we probably would have got sick
0: again. Like, our bodies were not ready for that. And that would not have been good. That would not have been good, no. No. And then, yeah. but it was a really fun day. And then after Jurassic Park, we learned about the single rider thing. So, oh yeah, at Universal. Oh could... yeah, Math is excited about single riders. <laughs> well,
1: I'm excited about what we did with the single riders.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, so we went to the Transformers one, which is kind of like the Harry Potter one in regards to like it's a mix between that virtual 3D, maybe it's even the 4D reality, and the uh, uh, yeah, it's 4D the sets. Sure. And but with the single rider is you can go in the single rider one and then just go on the ride, not sit next to each other, but you bypass the line. So, like, the the line for Transformers was 45 minutes. We just walked right in. <laughs> we just in walked in into it. Right into the, um, to the, yeah, to the ride. I don't know why I couldn't find the word ride, but we just walked right on. The, the reason why I got
1: really excited was because I, the Harry, not the Harry Potter, the Transformer ride was actually really fun. It
0: was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was quite a thrill. And then we did that, didn't we do the single thing again? Did we? Maybe we didn't. No. Oh. I think
1: we just went to uh, the Walking Dead thing.
0: Yeah, which was, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it <just> the walk- <laughs> I liked it more than you Yeah, did. there was like a Walking Dead experience, and it was pretty much just a walkthrough, and these random zombies would come out, and it was fine, but. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. The girls behind us were losing their minds
1: yeah they kept like pushing me forward like run things got aggressive they're things were flying to, going <laughs> to get us but that
0: uh, <laughs> but that was pretty much it we didn't do it we came back and we watched the mummy because we went on the mummy ride ah uh, yeah that was but oh we went to the coffee shop i don't know why we're giving like a play-by-play <laughs> yeah this is a really intense play-by-play Sorry, we have guys. more
1: stuff we're talking about other yeah. than the the weekly adventure yeah um speaking of harry potter world though uh favorite harry potter film
0: oh yeah this is this is a debate because I w- do we want to do based on i don't what's, a, debate. what's our <laughs> 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 uh, what's our favorite to watch or what's like the best made one both I, you can do both i actually think mine might be the what's same what's
1: your guys' favorite harry potter film let's see if anybody says anything yeah what did you think of fantastic beasts
0: that's my uncle hey uncle roger
1: <laughs> what did you think of Fantastic Beasts?
0: I loved Fantastic Beasts. I haven't seen it. We kind of talked about it. Was it last week? Yeah, we talked about it in last week's um, episode. I like I like Fantastic Beasts because it's different than Harry Potter, but it's in the same world. And I we talked about how I like the the smaller ensemble cast. It's not like this overwhelming yeah. cast of like twenty people. You really focus on the four uh, new main characters, um, yeah. and you get to see new creatures and kind of a whole new different aspect of Harry Potter. And so that's why I liked it, but. Mm. Um, I know my favorite Harry Potter movie is uh Prisoner of Azkaban, and I will hands down always debate that that's the best one. Um, well, I would why? say out of the why series, is it the best one. Um, tonally, it's just so different than all the other ones, and it's because of Alfonso Cuaron. Um, Cuaron, Cuaron, sorry, <laughs> Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron, Cuaron. Um, and he d- he's just directed the one, and it's. I don't know. I just think it was perfect. I thought you meant the movie, the one. And I was like, no, he He directed with Jet Li. Yeah, with Jet Li. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like it. I like it tonally. I like the story, the Time Turner story. Um, I think it's like a crucial part in the aging of the trio, the Harry Potter trio. It's kind of like they're not kids anymore. And they're kind of merging into that Mm. adolescent adulthood. It's a little darker, which I like. Um, And it's fun at the same time. Like once you get past that, there's like this more darker tone, which I still like. But it's still, like, the playful and the darker tone all in kind of one. And it's it's so fun.
1: Well, I think one of the reasons why it has that, like, that aging significance, and thank God they did this, but um, there's they took that, like, year, year off after the second one or something, right? Like, they, uh, yeah, they had, like, I a long so. delay between the second one and the third one. So it does separate it from the first two. And if you're watching them as they're coming out, it kind of has this, like, it's been a little while feeling as opposed to watching the second one after the first one sure yeah yeah what's your favorite um I really like Half-Blood Prince um oh I meant to say a different one but (laughs) Half-Blood Prince is my is my favorite one and I really like Prisoner and then Deathly Hollows part one like those two are super good but definitely Half-Blood Prince that's your favorite one to watch um yeah yeah, I think so. I like or maybe Catholic. it's the maybe it's the best one, best made, made one. Maybe it's both because sometimes mine are both.
0: I would um, I would debate that part. Deathly Hallows Part One is like the best made one, and I know people like don't like that one. But John, everybody in my
1: office was it. no, they love it, oh, and I good. was like, oh my god, I've never felt so included
0: <laughs> in an environment because Deathly Halls Part One is a bomb film it really is and it gets so it gets looked over because it's kind of like a filler movie unfortunately between like half-blood prince and then obviously part two which is like the climactic finale um but the like performances are so good and it's just so raw and i remember like when it came out i was like emma watson deserves an oscar for her performance and i still hold to it i still hold to it she deserves it wrong (laughs) wrong you're the puppet um but yeah. Yeah.
1: I I really like Half Blood Prince. For me, Half Blood Prince is a lot like um Prisoner of Azkaban in the sense that um it's funner. Yeah. And you have like God Will of Fire, which I don't like, Order of Phoenix, which I don't like, and then it gets like kind of fun a little bit. Like it's really dark still, like it has a lot of dark moves in the movie, especially in the last bit. But yeah. There's a lot of like really light stuff that I that if it is there in the previous two films it doesn't feel like it's working and it actually works really well right on that one yeah yeah
0: yeah kylie said because we're also doing this facebook live because here's the thing we're like recording this for our show that we're going to put up on tuesday and then yeah. we're also doing it facebook live which we didn't say for the people just listening um so people, it looks like a
1: rap battle doesn't it
0: it totally does good thing i'm great at rapping um so if, pe- if people comment, we're probably going to talk about that just so people listening know. And oh, good point. <laughs> my friend Kylie said that she loves part two, which I also love. And I actually just watched it again um, a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I said like, the urge to watch it. It so. doesn't
1: feel very watchable to me. And I think it's because it all feels like a battle.
0: See, I think that's what I like. I think that's why people like it, too. Because yeah. it's kind of like you skip all of the... Yeah, you're like, I just want to like, watch war. ...development, and it's just like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm still not over the fact that, like this is a spoiler that bellatrix like turned into like rocks she exploded into rocks and that voldemort goes into shreds of paper i'm still upset with that
1: did anyone fall into a stack of scissors
0: voldemort did
1: really but like rock paper and scissors
0: oh i see it
1: was a joke
0: it's okay it's okay (laughs) anyways
1: um, and other movie news, something that we didn't talk about last week that I just want to hit on briefly. Jackie Chan. <laughs> I had I have to say this cuz I'm so happy for him. Jackie Chan he got an honorary Oscar. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I love Jackie Chan. Yes. Jackie Chan got an honorary Oscar 2 weeks ago for his his contribution to cinema because he's done like 200 movies in the last 50 years. And let me let me tell you something
0: tell me i i grew I'm up watching a lot of jackie chan
1: yeah and i think this this news speaks to one of the missing holes in um the oscar world in terms of things that people really love and the oscars are like we don't care about it's yeah. like it's this is right in that hole of
0: yeah but so wait what did he get it for
1: he got it for it's like a lifetime achievement award. Okay. Like for all of the amazing. Because I don't know if
0: he actually like deserves an Oscar Not for like for... acting. You no, know?
1: no, but but he almost every single movie that he is in he choreographed. Oh. Yeah, he's the stunt coordinator and choreographer for all of those wow. fight
0: scenes and all those movies that he's in. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy for him because he's very nostalgic in my mind because there was like a few movies that came out in the mid to late '90s and maybe early 2000s. That I watched and I always really liked. Like the Tuxedo and uh mm-hmm. what was the other one? Medallion, <laughs> Medallion. that's what it was. Um Some really cheesy Jackie Chan
1: movies. Yeah. I'm Would really you? excited about the the third Shanghai Noon because even though they're both old Me as hell. Too. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, um, even though they're both old as hell, I just really yeah. like that franchise, so I'm really excited. Don't about we it. all? But man, congrats, Jackie Chan! I'm just Jackie. So
0: he's a he's an avid fan of the podcast, so he's probably watching right now. Oh, um, hey, Jackie, and um, listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Congrats to you, Jackie. Um, and other movie news. Yeah, one of the bigger things that I know Mathis, we actually have very different opinions on, was that oh god, that Rogue One, the new. Uh, the new an- star wars movie yeah the anthology
1: rogue one a star wars story
0: uh is not going to have an <laughs> opening crawl and people are livid and if are you don't they? know people are upset maybe not i guess i don't know <laughs> anyways by people um, he means me <laughs> yeah so if i'm sure it's kind of self-explanatory but the opening crawl like in star wars the, the saga words movies are in space. yeah they go like episode 4 yeah the Galactic Empire is at war.
1: That's almost the exact quote. Thank you. He's been watching it a lot. Yeah, nonstop, especially episode four. Um, so it's in every Star Wars movie to date. And Rogue One's like, meh.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. It. It's in every saga movie. This is not a saga movie. This is not part of those like episodes, You know, one through yeah. whatever this is, eight. This is separate. It's a spinoff. And so I think it's good that they're not having it. That's my personal opinion.
1: I think that the the one great thing about the first Star Wars movie and about when they rebooted them with episode one and about episode three and about The Force Awakens is that this is such an opportunity to contextualize what's about to happen and people so often walk into these movies and don't know yeah, what the see, hell is going on. But and this something one, people know what's going on. I don't think they do, honestly. Like I've had to explain to so many people that this movie is – is a precursor to episode four and they are stealing the plans to the death star that luke skywalker
0: is going to destroy like people don't understand that but isn't that like every movie it's not like every movie of a crawl like a backstory of what's going on you learn as you watch it
1: and that's a good argument except that i want it now (laughs) like
0: i want the crawl
1: how many things do i want force-fed to me in cinema nothing except star wars i want I want Star Wars at least force-fed in that first minute, and then I want it to go full ambiguous and,
0: you can't and have it both open-ended.
1: Ways. Yes, you can. The Force you Awakens. Can. If you agree
0: with me, say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, everyone agrees. Boo. <laughs> You're the puppet. You're the puppet. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah. I'm I'm I fine just, with it.
1: I know that there's gonna be people in the theater who are like, what? Where? What's happening? I'm so confused. Like Austin said, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. People are going to go, where's Ray and Finn? I'm so
0: confused. Well, where's Ray and Finn? then they shouldn't be going if they don't know what's happening. Uh, what? Leave. No. <laughs> Leave the theater. No.
1: No, they should be there.
0: They should, should they, though? There. I think so. Anyways. I think so, because
1: it's probably going to be a really good movie, except yeah. for the first two seconds where I'm going to go,
0: boo. Thankfully, we're not seeing it together, so yeah, I don't have to be embarrassed. Exactly. exactly which there are multiple times this week that I've been like I'm embarrassed. I forget what they were. He's lying. Anyways, moving on. He's lying. What do you you should talk about the next one cuz Oh know. my
1: god, the next one's huge in a good way, like not like the most annoying thing you've heard about Star Wars in recent months, but like about a crawl. Yeah,
0: keep going. Yeah, keep going.
1: Be nice to me. <laughs> um so me and a lot of uh, cinephile friends, we've been uh, talking about the new Martin Scorsese film uh, because it comes out at the end of this year, and it's this it's this huge movie. It's an epic, takes place in Japan. Um, Martin Scorsese has been trying to get it made for twenty plus years, and it's finally like coming out. Um, but there wasn't a trailer, and there wasn't any like production stills, like barely any production stills released. I don't think there was a poster released. There was nobody like um, circulating press in, uh, or not circulating, but like building up press, you know, whatever the word for that would be. There was nobody doing that at like Variety or The Hollywood Reporter. It was just like, where is this movie? And then finally, earlier this week, right? Earlier this week, the trailer for it came out. It's called Silence. It's about these um, Catholic missionary Guys played by Liam Neeson, Adam Driver, and uh, Andrew Garfield, who are in feudal Japan. And Liam Neeson is stuck there. And Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver are like, We're going to go get him. And they go to Japan to get him. Um, So it's this huge, you know, anticipated movie. And, you know, the trailer came out. And I was like, Please let this be as great as I want it to be. And my God. I think it's going to win, like... My guy? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to win so many Oscars, I swear. It's just going to, like... I think it will, too. It's going to sweep because it's so powerful. It's not, like, going to win Oscars in this, like, pretentious kind of way. It looks like a very powerful movie, and I'll let you say some thoughts, but I, like, I have some really... I just have some really interesting, like, spirituality things that I was picking up on the movie, but... What I don't you have think? that many thoughts on it, but, okay, but I, I thought it was think? really good. Do you it's think it's great to trailer. its
0: advantage that they released it so quick to when the release date is? Either they were like losing
1: track of their production schedule, which is very feasible because Martin Scorsese films always get out of control <laughs> in set, offset, like everywhere. They're just like huge, and the movie's always like four hours long, and they're like, yeah. how are we going to make this watchable every time? So either that happened. Or they were like, let's just release it right beforehand. To get people excited. Yeah, to make people go, Liam Neeson, and then they show up at the movie. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. Yeah, Kylo Ren, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Spider-Man in Silence. Silence.
0: Now we're snakes. Yeah, yeah, I I think it looks great. And the, the music in the trailer was spot on. Well, what I love about the trailer is that it it starts slow
1: and yeah, then it gets really fast like and then of it anxiety. goes yeah, but then it goes slow again, and then it goes fast again I don't and then goes cause slow again. It just my keeps, heart was pounding. It like it's a really well designed trailer. It's yeah. not just like a adrenaline shot. It's like it there's like an ebb and flow in it. And I was like, that's a hard trailer to make. But um, yeah, the acting looks superb. The cinematography was like, oh my god, it looks so good. Uh, but the reason the reason why i'm really excited about the movie is that i'm really fascinated by like the the missionary dilemma of and one of the like japanese people says it in the movie of i think i think his words are your glory is their suffering or something like that and i've always been so fascinated by the idea that um we uh Like, the Christian Bible says there's nothing greater than to, like, bring people to Christ, Mm -hmm. to, like, make believers out of the masses. And there's so many places in the world, uh, still now, but even more so when this movie takes place, where if these people converted their, like, nation, their society, their government, they, like, were against it. They did not want Christianity, like, bleeding into, like, the the population so all these people are being told that the greatest thing they can do is is bring all of these people to jesus christ and by like continuing to share that they're they're bringing them to their deaths they're getting themselves killed it's like it's so fascinating and i think that uh, scorsese is one of those directors who doesn't shy away from making movies about religion he's made a few movies about religion and he grew up catholic so it kind of makes sense he's okay to like go into that territory and and say whatever he wants to say and i think he's trying to say that that's a very hard issue in this movie mm-hmm. i think he's trying to like say it's it's like to the glory of god to the death of humanity like there's something really hard about that yeah
0: there's it's going to yeah. be good there's a lot of like struggling themes which will be interesting yeah to see all right i even just
1: like the idea of like so god told you you need to go save that guy and they're like yes (laughs) like that happens in the trailer god told you to go save him Mm Hmm. okay (laughs) okay then do it go for it and i feel like he's sort of like putting that in the movie in this like not tongue-in-cheek way but he's sort of saying something by by phrasing it that way and, yeah, I think it's going to be really brutal in a good way. Hopefully it's not um, cold-hearted because Scorsese has the tendency to just, like, leave his heart out of all of his movies. And you're like, um, okay.
0: I, I feel like this would be the movie, though, to do that in a way. But to, it's, like, really, like, it's okay put the be, point.
1: It's okay to be dark, but sometimes he's just, like, insensitive. Oh. Like, uh, what? <laughs> Like, there's just people being slaughtered, and nobody cares in the movie. You know, like, and I don't think that's going to happen in this movie because it looks like Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver, who I think are playing the leads, are very, like, torn apart by the activities that they have to put themselves through and by what's happening to Liam Neeson. Like, it's, like, breaking their hearts. So it already is on, like, a better foot than other Scorsese films. Like, if you watch Goodfellas, like, people are just slaughtering people and laughing about it, and you're like, what is happening? Does anybody in this movie care that people <laughs> are being killed? But no, no, they don't. They really don't.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, gonna, I'm, I'm yeah, really excited. It's though. gonna be good. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna play a game. I want to play a game. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and w- it's gonna be fun. <laughs> so what it is? It's, it's gonna be fun. It's like a best friend tag, and so there's questions that. We're going to ask each other, Interesting. and so like I'm going to ask Mathis a question, and then I'm trying to guess what he's going to answer. Got my marker. Mathis has a marker, so everyone knows that's dangerous. Um, and we got the papers. And we got the papers, and so we're going to hold it up so you guys can see it. But hopefully it's a, if it's fun. If it's not, then this will be awkward for everyone.
1: <laughs> if it's not, then you all are going to watch it. <laughs> Nobody will hear it in the audio.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go
0: first? Um, you going first would be you asking me one of my questions, right? I'm, I'm asking you one of the questions I have.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Okay, so the first one is Mathis. Oh wait, I'm ready. Okay, so it's what three movies does your best best friend love the most? So I'm trying to guess what Mathis is gonna put. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll try to make this as fun as possible, because we should have, like, a time limit.
1: Of course. I'm just going to write them down as fast as possible. Yeah.
0: I need to do it bigger than this. Uh, It's hard holding a microphone, and, like, I'm trying to make it so that he doesn't see it. We're, like, right next to each other,
1: so this is totally honor code. Yeah. I didn't look at it, I swear. I don't want to look. I want to actually try to guess, so. The hard part about this question... Is that... Uh, what's the third one? I don't know what they are. <gasps> no.
0: Was that one? I can't think of a third one.
1: Also, uh, I tried to make this readable. Legible? Legible? For people on the camera, Ooh. and you will not be able to read it. Okay. I, I have, like, ten movies in my top three, so this is just going to be really yeah, hard. Yeah, we've
0: talked about Mathis' top list before. Like That was really aggressive and mean. <laughs> oh, sorry. We've talked about this before. He has a problem. Just meaning, like, Mathis would be like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It definitely hits the top 50. Like, it's just yeah, that. Yeah, but there's, it,
1: there's like, ten movies that are, <coughs> like, top threes. It's so hard. Okay, ready? Yep.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll do my list. So I have A New Hope. Is, your, is that on there? No, Empire. Oh, I knew that. Anyways, E.T., and I couldn't think of a third one, so I put Drive.
1: No, I put um, T2 for that one. <sighs> T2, baby. So I was kind of close. But I could have put Rocky. I could have put Rocky. Matrix. I could have put so many movies.
0: Sorry, that was aggressive.
1: <laughs> I think the thing I'm most upset about is that you picked the wrong Star Wars movie.
0: I know. It's kind of embarrassing.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, you do one. Okay. So this is a question for John. Yeah who is your best friend's hero? So who's my hero? So who is John Senor John's
0: hero? Interesting. This is a tough one.
1: That's the sound of my pen, people (laughs) listening.
0: Okay, ready? (laughs) I don't even know if this is my answer, but this is what it's going to be.
1: What did you put? Rob Bell. I put Tyler, Tyler <laughs> Henry. <I> Tyler <almost laughs> Henry. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew that's what he, what you were going to say. You were going to be like, well, that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wrote Rob Bell.
0: Yeah, Rob Bell. Rob Bell is a bit of a hero. He's just been very influential with my yeah. spiritual life. Yeah. And then I met him, and I gave him a letter, and he was like, thanks. <laughs> it's a pretty fantastic story because he cared very little. Yes. It's very funny. And then I, like, sulked away, like, <laughs> hmm. Anyways, I have a picture if anyone wants to see it. Anyways, next one. <laughs> don't share that. <laughs> uh the next one is what is our favorite inside joke? See, this one's really hard for I me. I think this because... is very easy. Okay, I'm
1: just going to take a guess because we don't have time to think about this. Oh, 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 I know what it is. Yeah.
0: I just did like a keyword. Does anyone like the smell of sharpies? No. Mathis doesn't. What are you writing? A novel? (laughs) Yeah. The
1: end. What'd you write? Haircut. Oh yes. What did you put? I put kind of good, kind of bad.
0: Oh, that's a good one too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a reference to um, this video. Uh, what is it? Kids it's a, it's a Crest commercial. Crest.
0: Yeah, Crest, like the toothpaste. And it was they got like the a group of kids and they gave them healthy candies, um, and it was it's so it's funny, so funny. Just Google it. It's a Halloween special, <coughs> and the kids are just so brutally honest. And so but there's, one one
1: of these kids he tries to lie. Yeah, one,
0: this one girl, she's like, uh, "It's kind of good, kind of bad." And he's like, "Be honest, Adriana." And she's like, "It's bad." <laughs> it's really funny. And then she throws up in the video.
1: But the haircut is definitely the best inside oh joke. Oh god, that was the the haircut is is this this hilarious story from our college days. But yeah. the, what makes it so funny is that
0: it's a sound cue, so you don't have to yeah. say anything. No, yeah, and it's it kills us every time. Pretty much. Do it, should we just go into it real quick, or is it kind of? It's almost a little. I don't know. You can if you want. Okay, so there was <coughs> we went into the bathroom and on in our uh, dorm floor. And there was this kid on our floor who was cutting his hair, and he had like done his hair, and I don't even know if he like asked us if we liked it. I think he did, and he I he think, asked us our opinion on it, and it, it yeah. looked fine. I was like, it's fine. And then um he like looked in the mirror, he went, mm. he like put his shoulders up, and then went zoom, and just he just right shaved down off the middle. It. Yeah, everything on his head. It was and so, it was so funny. unexpected it was, that we were. It was one of those where you couldn't laugh either at the time, so mm-hmm. we were like, um. And then we, like, backed away slowly, like, out of the bathroom. John, like, and, sprinted like, into the stall and just, like, hit oh, yeah, his it did, I face. Forgot. You
1: were, like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> fast walking into the stall. It, but it was the most, like. It was so out of the blue. It was, yeah, it was so surreal because it, it was really happened. late.
0: Like, it was really late. I think it was a little slap happy. And, yeah, slap happy always. It's one of those, like, where you can't laugh in church, but, like, we just couldn't laugh there, at least in front of him so yeah that's it okay you do your next one it was it was really funny yeah
1: okay if you could live any place on earth yeah where would it be and why i don't think don't do the why yeah that's but you can explain the why i don't know the answer to this one but i think that i have a good guess of a place that you love and i can't fit it on a single piece of paper because i'm a
0: Idiot. You can't? <laughs> no, London. London. I'm from London. Yeah, that's a He's place. not. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I I just love UK culture. It kind of like blends with me. Um, you if, have some UK mentality. Thank you. <coughs> um, <laughs> I think it was like my love for Harry Potter and that whole world, and then it just kind of merged into like UK culture. And I've been mm. there like a few times, and I just love it there. And if I could. Live in a different place for a little while, it would definitely be.
1: I think what fun. makes you slightly English is that they have a slightly, not not like Boston, but like there's a slight standoffish factor to them. Thank you. And John's just slightly standoffish. How so? But not in a bad way, but just in like a. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. You just, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, oh. I I don't know how to explain it, honestly. Me Does either. anybody watching No John? <laughs> agree. <laughs> Everyone's like no and no. <laughs> it's not like it's not bad though. That, yeah, I'm not you offended. Know what I mean, yeah, I'm not offended. It's hard to explain. It's
0: we hard can all move explain. to London. Um, the next one, between the two of t- the two of you, who takes longer to get ready? Math. Mathis takes forever. He's gotten better, but Lord have mercy. I don't don't take as long. Also, Maggie, my friend, just said that I'm kinda shy. It's very true. I'm very shy. He's kind of (laughs) shy. He's kind (laughs) of shy. (laughs) Um yeah. Maybe
1: that's what I confuse with standoffish. But like for example, you know who you want to talk to in a social outing and who you don't want to talk to. And that strikes me as very English. I don't know. I respect that. I, I mean, anybody with a, a good sense of, like, self would probably do that, but a lot of people don't have a good sense of self, and they talk <laughs> to everybody at a party, even if they don't want to. Oh. Like, do you ever have those friends who are, like, talking to people at parties, and you're like, you don't even like them. Why are you talking to them? Just let them Yeah. do their own thing, but they can't help it. Like, they have to go talk to those. everyone. Yeah, they, they're like, well, I had to talk to them because they were there. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't have to. You don't have
0: to do that. Okay, what's your next one?
1: I don't know. It's, um, what's your best friend's biggest fear? Oh. This is a really hard
0: one because I know I'm going to be wrong again. But, but the good thing about us being wrong is we're all like, oh, yeah, that's true too, though.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to just, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, uh, but there's so little that you're afraid of now. That's, that's the problem. I don't. uh, Let me. I'm trying to just think of one real quick.
0: The pressure's on. I don't know why, but I thought you were wearing like a wolf shirt for a second. Thank you. (laughs) It's not.
1: You can explain to people what my shirt is.
0: Oh, it. People will not care. (laughs) But (laughs) it's. It was from a Zach Braff movie. I wish you were here. Yeah.
1: Nope. (laughs) Wish I was
0: here. (laughs) See. That's why no one cares. All right. Oh, here we go. What'd you put? Dying alone. Oh, no. I couldn't but think of anything. Not making a difference. I have like this fear that, like, I'm going to live my life and not I knew it was gonna change come. the world at all. Okay. Well, given your track record, I think you'll
1: come to peace with it because <laughs> you've come to peace with everything else. That's true. I mean, I definitely anything don't want to die alone, but yeah, I, that's not definitely not the a big biggest fear. fear no. <laughs> that you'll ma- not make a difference, huh? Yeah. That's surprising, actually. Oh.
0: We'll learn something new.
1: Yeah, that's kind of why we did
0: this. <laughs> was it?
1: Yeah, I mean, God knows we weren't going to be very good at it. That's
0: true. Okay, this is my last one. Okay. Um, If your best friend could meet anyone at this time, who would it be? He knows and I don't know. I don't know how to spell this person's last name.
1: Oh, that's what th- that was what the question was. Yeah, at if you time?
0: could meet anyone at this time, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely, you know.
0: (laughs) Watch, it's going to be wrong.
1: (laughs) People are going to be like, wow, I can't read anything he's writing.
0: He literally scribbles. Jeff Nichols? Nichols,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the guy who um, wrote and directed Loving. and Crushed it. He also did Midnight Special earlier this year. Everybody should watch it. Mm -hmm. I know that John's not the biggest fan. Of Midnight Special? Yeah. I loved Midnight Special. Loved it? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were kind of like... It was good. No, I like the Midnight Special. Yeah, it's the best movie this year, in my opinion. Um, Mathis really liked it. <laughs> which I which isn't to say that it's going to be your favorite movie this year, yeah. but you will definitely like it, I think. Yeah. Okay, why don't you do one more? Yeah. Because we have like 12 more minutes. What is your best friend really bad at?
0: Oh, I didn't think about this one. I didn't either. <sighs> what am I really bad at? Shoot. What am I really bad at? This is bad. I can't think of anything. And not because I'm good at everything, I think it's because I'm very mediocre at a lot of things. Oh,
1: that was really deep. What am I really bad at? Oh. Does anybody have anything that they would like to add that John is really bad at?
0: This is not even a good answer, and I apologize. I just imagine something like sit-ups.
1: Procrastinating. Speaking your mind. You're you are good at procrastinating. Uh, Thank you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I see. Like I'm not
1: bad at it. I'm (laughs) good at it. Yeah, I see what you mean. But uh, you could say getting stuff done. That would have, yeah, so I see what you're saying. So you're you're bad at, like, getting things done that you want to get done. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're really bad at speaking your mind sometimes. I like, just know when to hold my tongue. And I don't. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe yeah. it's just that I don't understand. Maybe. When
0: to hold my tongue. Sometimes you just shouldn't talk, and that's what I've learned. So hey, I look, don't. look, Jonathan's here. Jonathan. Hey, welcome. Hi, Jonathan. Okay, so the last thing we're gonna talk about um, is the twelve law- laws of karma. Yeah, so we do this thing
1: where we talk about other religious ideas outside of uh, Christianity uh, from time to time on the episodes. So we yeah. figured we'd check back in with a really interesting one. And karma.
0: We're gonna probably gonna have to breeze through these a bit. Yeah. But okay, so the first one. Yo um the first one is the great law and we're just going to read these off so which is
1: kind of what you think of yeah so this is like the, the overall karma.
0: idea of what people think karma is whatever we put into the universe will come back to us yeah and that's kind of like you know you have to put good energy into the universe and it'll come back to you, you put your intentions into the universe and it'll come back to you mm-hmm. um, the second one is the law of creation life does not happen by itself we need to make it happen I I love that. Yeah, I love the law of creation because I think that,
1: obviously, you know, I, I am a Christian, so I speak at it from a Christian's perspective. But I think that the world mirrors what life is like. Like, you can look anywhere and see, you know, what life is like. And in that sense, when you look at nature, like, things don't happen unless, like, they are made to happen, you know? Like, things are forced into existence in yeah. nature. Like, that's the essence of it, you know?
0: Yeah, and I like it just in I regards like to, like, your, like, goals and your hopes for the future. Like, nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen if you don't do anything to work towards it. And, you know, obviously, unfortunately, like, people do get things that they don't work for, and that's unfortunate. But um, I think a lot of times you really have to work towards your goals. And this is going to come back later in the laws,
1: yes, but... Um, just like karma. <laughs> but you... It's not saying that because you try, like, things will happen, like, life will happen. It's, like, saying the only way that it will happen is if you try. Yeah. Not saying it will, but that's the only condition where it will happen. That's the best way to say it. Continue.
0: The third one, the law of humility. One must accept something in order to change it. And we were kind of talking about this a little yesterday, trying to figure out, like, the best type of example for this. I can't remember the one you said. Well, I I
1: looked it up, and some psychologist was talking about using this in uh, counseling and saying that um, this is just one of those laws that really does apply a lot to
0: interpersonal personal relationships. Yeah, the first one I thought of was like abusive relationships and how like there's a lot of a lot of times in abusive relationships the people in them can't get out and they keep coming back because they really haven't accepted, um, you know, a that they just deserve love, um, or b just that they're Partner will change eventually, you know, and so you just have to accept sometimes that things aren't going to happen in order to change it. And once you make that definite decision, like I'm going to leave, things happen. Yeah, I think that it's like that. That's like really important. It's like setting that intention again. But
1: you you could also just say, like, if you want something to change in a relationship, then you just have to like realize that it's there. Because if you if you live by that philosophy, like, oh, it will eventually change. Well, that is true if you do something like you can do stuff and things can change and things yeah. can can um, continue on forward in like a healthy way. It's not always like I'm leaving because I realize that there's something wrong. Sometimes it's just about like making a better friendship. And God knows that we've had to go through that a few times. Just like, yeah. oh, OK, yep. Yeah, I, I accept that that's true. And that makes it that makes things actually change for the better.
0: Right. The fourth one is the law of growth. When we change ourselves, our lives follow suit and change too.
1: And that kind of goes along with the last one. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Simply because of the way that you tackle life is – it's the whole thing. I, I've said a few times on the on the podcast, life is a mind game or a head game. Like, it's all about how you think about it, and that's how you you have a good life. You know, like a lot of people are more – um uh unfortunate or more fortunate than than us two right here are, but you can find people who are rich and miserable and people who live in extremely low poverty circumstances and are so happy and it's not that like there's something bigger to a a better life than the things that we're you know often seeing mm-hmm. like you can find a better life in any circumstance
0: yeah i The thing that I thought of was kind of like this idea of happiness and like, it's like a mindset. And once you change your mindset on like, you know, looking forward in a positive way, it really changes how you interact with people. Actually, I think a better one is, you know, when you change your mind on how you're going to interact with people, it changes how you um, see them and talk to them on a daily basis. But
1: let's say that last bit again. So like,
0: yeah, like, no, I'm like, what did I say? um
1: it changes how you see and interact with them on a daily basis yeah like
0: you have to go into certain situations just being like you know i'm gonna be positive and i'm gonna be happy and mm-hmm. like i think that changes how you interact with people on a daily basis like okay. knowing yeah. knowing like i may not like this person i may not like the situation i'm going into but if i go in with this intent of you know you know everything's gonna work out this person is going through things as well like i don't know maybe that didn't really make sense but
1: yeah, what's what's interesting is I wanted to like read into what karma exactly is before we did this, and one of the things that came up was, um, intention is like one of the like buzzwords and like fuel to karma. It's sort of uh, it decides the way that um, you think about people and the way that you speak about them, and the way that you act about them, and all of those things relate to to your own. Um, existence Mm -hmm. in the moment and in the future not necessarily the past as much yeah but it's very uh, intentional
0: the fifth one is the law of responsibility we must take responsibility for what is in our lives um that one's kind of self-explanatory but i I also think it's very important it's an important lesson yeah yeah especially like even like the good and bad things which i don't think we always do um take responsibility what is in your life words by mathis i wish the sixth one is the law of connection the past present and future are all connected um i like that too because i think it's also true i think you know each plays a role in our present unfortunately you know i mean i think the people the people i think a lot of times people that follow karma rules they try to focus a lot on the present um, but really the past influences our present and so does the future because, you know, with the future, you're you're planning and making things happen in the present for the future. So it's like they're all connected in that way. Yeah. I think
1: about history and I think about civilizations because people, you know, you can read that and you can be like, yeah, my, my soul didn't exist a thousand years ago. Like, I don't believe that. But you can also read that and just realize, like, history repeats itself and there's like nothing new under the sun in the sense that humans have thought and existed in the same ways forever and treated each other in the same ways forever.
0: That's true. I like that.
1: You know, like you can just go and look back at time and be like, wow, they were still doing this back then or Mm -hmm. that back then. But also you can look at coming out of the dark ages and going into like the Renaissance, like things like that or the industrial revolution where like, obviously what we're doing right now is connected to what was happening then like things do launch forward like really fast as they say in x-men like sometimes (laughs) humanity just sprints ahead really fast and then like things change really quickly
0: and everything's built on each other you know like the foundation level you know every every part of you know society and history just builds on each other and without a certain level you wouldn't be where you are you know so yeah, it's interesting. Like the more you think about
1: this, the more that all the the laws actually do apply in a, in a sense, even if you don't really believe in in everything about karma. Yeah. Uh,
0: the seventh one is the law of focus. We cannot think of two different things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we, we both I, like this one. <laughs> yeah, because it's this is like multitasking, and I don't really believe that people can really multitask, and I feel like people that can you're not giving, you know, 100% towards one thing, you're just doing mediocre on a lot of things. Um, So, and this is something I, I like, really need to, like, focus on, because I feel like even when I sit down to do one thing, like, your mind is going in so many different places Mm -hmm. that even though you're not physically multitasking, you're trying to mentally multitask and, like, you know, cue up things that you're going to do later, and I think that that's also kind of what this is talking about, like, when you're in the moment doing something, you just need to do that and you know, if you need to, like, set a timer for, like, five minutes that I'm just going to focus on this, you know, just do that. Yeah.
1: Something something that I sometimes almost fear is that people are not looking at something the way that they're supposed to be looking at something. Not in the sense that they need to get, like, a certain thing out of it, but, like, they should at least be putting themselves in a place to get that thing Maybe maybe it doesn't come, but they're putting themselves in a good place to do that, and it's sort of like that fear that you're like looking at someone like, did they get it? Do they understand what I said? Do they understand what they just watched? Do they understand what they just heard? And and it's not like syncing up. I don't. Yeah. I I almost have a fear of that. Uh, as we keep going through the list, you'll see that there are like, like that's one of those laws where you have to you have to put a lot of work into making yourself better and that's going to keep showing up so i'll talk about it later when we get there
0: yep eight is the law of giving and hospitality our behavior should match our thoughts and actions
1: that's i think that's self-explanatory yeah yeah that comes back to what i was saying about intention you know like there's a lot to uh there's a lot about the intention to the action
0: that is related to
1: to how we act
0: with other people yeah. Uh nine is the law of here and now. We one cannot be present if they are looking backward. And this is kind of almost the fine line between what we said about, you know, the past, present and future all connected and then also like being con like cognizant enough to not to like be able mm-hmm. to know that the past plays an influence on your present but not looking back and like focusing on trying to change what hap- or like what happened in the past. It's almost like I don't it's it is a kind of a weird Dynamic,
1: yeah. Like I was saying to you, the, um, the Buddhism especially, they are more focused and more present than most religions uh, stress and try to fight for. But they're also more aware of now in relation to to the long strip of time, than than a lot of religions are, at least in like a spiritual sense. Like, very connected to to who they were before and who they're going to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Uh, 10 is the law of change. History repeats itself. (laughs) Change. Uh, History repeats itself until we learn from it and change our path. America. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect that, actually. (laughs) I should have. Yeah. But, I mean, this is just. Oh, hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. (laughs) <laughs> he says hi to us he does in all caps <laughs> which i respect <laughs> um i don't know this is like very important i think and i think this is more so i mean this is very individual as well but i think this one particularly can be put on to like society as a whole especially like with us you know our culture that we really need to look at how things have played out in the past and change them and I think a lot like with like the police brutality and just that like, we've learned that this type of like riots and stuff never works Hm. you know what I mean like it only fuels the fire and obviously it's great to you know put yourself out there and to try to make a change but like rioting and you know being brutal and aggressive these are not I, the MLK marches no like, it's not that yeah it and those were like the people that were trying to make a change were peaceful. Like that—that's what we need to like look back on and be like, that's what we need to do yeah. for our future. Um, yeah,
1: Whew. that's another. I, that reminds me of the law of humility in the sense of you just you have to be very focused on who you are and where you're going in order to like mold it and shape it as you go. Yeah, like you can't be cruising through history or through your own life. Right.
0: Um, right. Right. Um, we got two more, so stay with us. <laughs> uh, 11 is the law of patience and reward. The most valuable reward requires persistence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One of the things that we were talking about with that is that it doesn't mean that you get rewards for being persistent. Some of the laws are, like, slightly redundant until yeah. you get into, like, I think the nitty-gritty. Yeah. But – um It's not saying when it says, you know, the most valuable rewards require persistence. It's saying, well, I mean, it is saying that, but it's not saying you will get rewards if you're patient.
0: What we talked about is like, I think you just have to change your mindset on what the reward is. That's right. Like the reward isn't necessarily like the end goal. Like being in LA, I thought of, you know, just like actors that have been doing this for like, you know, a decade and they haven't gotten to, you know, the level of fame that they want, but really... The reward is the amount of experience and practice they've gotten through all of the you know the small roles they've done or even just the audition process. you learn so much and that in itself is a reward and so you kind of have to just change um, how you see it, which is hard that's, because obviously that's true. yeah <laughs> that's not the reward you want but yeah, like
1: for example you know i'm a, a screenwriter and I could. I could never sell a screenplay to a studio like that. Could never happen in the future, you know. Like, um, set I'm setting your not...
0: intention, please.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. Uh, maybe, maybe I never sell sell a screenplay for like a heavy hitting amount of money. I think you will, but would you stop <laughs> ruining my example? Uh, but if I if I continued to try that, you know, like yeah. if I tried that for the next twenty years and I kept trying to sell one, I would be an amazing screenplay writer at the end of that Yeah, at the end of that time you know. You sure would And
0: I don't know why that came out very condescending maybe
1: I'm getting ahead of myself that <laughs> no. I would be an amazing writer I would be amazing okay amazing. guys I would be amazing
0: okay the last one is the law of significance and inspiration and that's rewards are a direct result of the energy and effort we put into it that literally just sounds like what we just talked about it does
1: isn't that funny but I remember the first time that we read this, we didn't like this one. The, yeah, this uh, was the one. What? But then we read the what the law is called. Right. So at first we read that, you know, um, rewards are a direct result of the energy that and effort that you put into it. And we went, yeah, but some people get rewards yeah. for nothing. Like, you know, some people get promoted to the top of businesses or some people um, – I don't even know other examples. People get ahead, but people get ahead really fast, and they're they're not always the best people for the job. Right. But when you read the the title of it, the law of significance and inspiration. Yeah. If you think about rewards in the sense of your own significance or your own inspiration, again, inspiration is a good example. Yeah. Um, if you are inspired and you like tap into that and you chase it, kind of like in Big Magic, what Elizabeth uh Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth mm-hmm. Gilbert writes you have to like chase an idea if you want anything from it. You can't just like let it be there. And you get a reward in the sense from chasing it. Yeah. Depends on what you call the reward, like the last law says. Right.
0: Yeah. I really liked all these rewards. That was the last one. Rewards?
1: You mean laws? Laws. <laughs> I really like these. I'm really rewards. into the rewards.
0: Yeah.
1: Um well we know what he likes. Yeah. Yeah, the um karma just like a last note i want to say about karma it is not just the boomerang effect i realized when i looked it up it's the idea that all of time is connected and that you are connected to all of time like your existence is is sort of bleeding through all of existence yeah
0: which is funny i didn't realize it meant that but yeah yeah and i mean with karma like (laughs) There's, like, a, a a stigma with, like, you have to believe in p- past lives and reincarnation to really, mm-hmm. like, get in these ideas. And that's not true at all. I mean, just even, like, reading these one by one, you can look at them and just apply them to your life in whatever way you want. Um, that's what I do. I mean, because there's just so many great things you can learn from these, you know, different types of laws. And just, if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Um
1: the, the importance of self-care is, is overlooked a lot in Western culture and to actually take care of yourself takes a lot more time than I think people want to put into it. But when you read these laws, it reminds you that you have to, you have to focus and open your mind up to what's happening in your day-to-day life and what it means down the road. And, I mean, like, for example, when people ask that question, like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, I don't I, – if I'm honest, I don't think about my life enough to know where I see myself in 10 years. Like, I can't even answer it. And I'm not saying that you need to be so career-driven that you have that answer down pat. <laughs> but, like, I should have a better answer in a sense. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I think there's pros and cons. I mean, at a certain point, you can't even – plan the future that far ahead like there's no but i also think it's very important to you know have goals to work towards exactly
1: there's the whole intention aspect of it and i mean i don't know about everybody but i i feel like a lot of people struggle with intention
0: yeah i mean it's just because i struggle with intention it's because you have to be very present and very mindful of doing it because otherwise you just kind of go through life yeah
1: So be be here life's a mind game as i'm fond of saying
0: i've never heard him say that before yes (laughs) maybe you've heard me said head game i've said it
1: on this podcast though i have said it on this podcast (laughs) well this was was fun napping in the middle of me saying it
0: (laughs) yeah this was a lot of fun we hope you guys enjoyed it we wanted to do something fun since we are together for the first time and doing the podcast so yeah thank um, you if
1: you watched a little bit of this yeah
0: and um you can always hit us up at our email Mm. uh (laughs) Hel- do at gmail.com h-e-l-l-o-a-n-d-a-d-i-a-u at gmail.com um, We have a Twitter at hellonedu and you can rate and subscribe and comment. Review us on iTunes. Yes. Um, And this will go up on Tuesday uh, like our normal episode. But yeah.
1: And if you enjoyed watching this, you can go uh, check out the audio <laughs> if you want to hear the whole thing. I doubt anybody sat through this whole thing. No. But
0: um Which if you enjoyed
1: respect. if you enjoyed listening to this, yeah, then you can uh go check out the the Facebook oh, live. My dad said he
0: watched the entire thing. Thanks, Whoa. Dad. Thank you. I
1: almost want to applaud, but I'm holding a mic. <laughs> um, like a seal. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um But yeah, if you if you heard it and you wanna you wanna see us talking about it and you wanna see our
0: um our
1: best friend game.
0: Yeah, best friend tag.
1: <laughs> the best friend tag game. Yeah. Yeah, then um, you can go check out this video on our Twitter or on the Existential Spoon Facebook page.
0: Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for stopping. Oh, by. adieu. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot we have a thing. Adieu, adieu, Mathis.
1: To all of you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys and you. Adieu. Well, adieu. I'll still be in the same room with him, so adieu yeah. to just you guys. Okay. Bye.